Hey, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Tim Talks. Our hope is to provide you with some encouragement and wisdom, whether you're beginning a new transition or continuing to live out your purpose as a member of the GCU community. We understand that you are continually being stretched and molded into the person and professional God has designed you to be. Let's continue the conversation with everyone's favorite campus pastor, Tim Griffin. Another topic that we have been thinking about is stewarding our finances and really just not knowing what to do once we graduate with a brand new job, a brand new salary, all those types of things. Yeah, Lexi, I really agree. I think even as a student, it's super important to build these habits now of how to steward your finances, to see value in those finances, whether they're big or small as a student, to build those habits out for your next stage of life to prepare you well. Yeah, so you might be asking yourself when it comes to setting up good practices for stewarding your finances right out of the gate, what can you do and what can people focus on? We've spent some time with Pastor Tim asking the exact same question. Let's take a look at his answer. There's two things I think that are just critical disciplines that people ought to start early, before college, in college, shortly after graduation, but as soon as they possibly can, which is learning how to save well and give well. Hmm. I think there's a great balance between those two things. And I think uh, God honors the lives of people who do learn those two disciplines. But when it comes down to, um, to, to money and managing it well, it's got to start with the discipline of saving, which means I'm going to learn how to do without some things, mm. you know, so that's not um, popular in our culture today, right? Right. Like you can have everything. You should have everything. You're entitled to everything. And so go in debt. You don't worry about paying it off. Um, don't worry about saving because somebody's going to come along and take care of you. You know, all those bad ideas that I think sometimes we just we fall into because that's part of you know the society that we live in. So I think it's really important that people learn how to save. You don't have to save a lot necessarily at the beginning, but learn the discipline of percentage saving and doing it consistently. Mm-hmm. And I think if we do that and then we also learn how to practice generosity, I think it's really, really important because doing those two things teaches us to do without some things. Hmm. And if we learn how to do without some things, I think in the long run, it will really help us. Hmm. Are there, uh, are there things that you feel like you've implemented in your life that have helped you be more passionate about being a generous person? Um, yeah, being around generous people. Uh, I, I'll tell you a story. Uh, a couple of years ago, um, a friend of mine who works for a, a foundation hmm. that teaches generosity. That's the whole um, mission of the foundation that he works for. And so he invited me to a breakfast um, during the Christmas season. We were going to find a restaurant that was you know, not a five-star restaurant. And he said, uh, come and bring a $20 bill. Mm-hmm. And that's going to pay for your lunch and be prepared to leave, you know, the leftover for a tip and then have a fresh $100 bill. That's going to be an extra tip. And so there's 12 or 13 of us in this, um, in this little restaurant, we had breakfast, we talked, met some new friends. Yeah. And then when we were paying our bill, you know, that, that, uh, waitress went away with $1,700. Wow. Wow. And 
when you when you're around those kinds of experiences and you see the blessing of being generous mm. and it took i i'd never done that before it was an incredible experience and so it kind of teaches you i need to do more this is good for me to do this mm. good for others and so it kind of whets your appetite yeah you know, mm -hmm. for those kind of great experiences so being around generous people that don't look at it as sacrifice they look at it as as a, a blessing and an opportunity to be able to to help others in a constructive, intentional way. Mm -hmm. We can just throw money to win. I don't know that that's what being generous is. But yeah, <laughs> I think we can be really disciplined about how we give and, and intentional to make sure that we're being generous to organizations that really need our help and our, and our investment. And I think they're all over the place. We just need to be good students. Yeah, and find out who they are and who meets our passions. We've talked about. Passions, and there are certain organizations that you know that we'll we'll meet, we'll learn about, and it's like, wow, I love what this group is about. And I want to figure out how to serve with them. I want to figure out how to support them, and to kind of be boots on the ground. I think can be really, really important uh, to breed a generous spirit. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think I think for me, like when I've had, we've talked about this so many times, but friends in my life who have reoriented my worldview to say, Hey, like that's God's money. It's not yours. You know, like that, that, that's God's career. It's not yours. That's God's blessing. It's not something you did all on your own. It's made it still a challenge sometimes, but, uh, but uh, I think a lot easier to realize you're right. You know, this is maybe it's easier to let go of something that I never owned in the first place. Right. Uh, so that's a great statement. Uh, one of the things that I think it, it happened to me, um, and it probably will happen to most graduates or individuals, couples, whomever, at some point in their life. But uh, we were young married. We had two little two little kids. We made a terrible house deal. We we lost a lot on the deal, lost our credit on the deal. Mm -hmm. And it was just a bad experience for us. And when when all the information came down about this lousy deal we had gotten into um, was shared with us and the attorney that we had hired to try to help us with it. He said, well, this is, this is it. You're stuck. Sorry. Nothing we can do. So I went into the office the next day and my admin who saw me moping around the office, mm. she said, she said, uh, what's the deal? What happened? So I told her this whole story and she stood at my office and she had her glasses down her nose, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. old school secretary. <laughs> and she listened graciously. And, you know, when I finished, she goes, you know, my dad told me something that I'll never forget and I'm gonna share it with you. And you'll repeat it a thousand times and I have times 10. Mm -hmm. So she said, uh, she said, first, my dad told me almost everybody he's ever met in his life has had a financial misstep. Or is a, a bad deal, they went into debt, something went awry and it was just, you know, one of those moments where it's like, shoot, yeah, that wasn't smart. Mm -hmm. And most people learn from that. Not everybody does, but most people will learn from if they're trying to be good stewards of the money. She said, the second thing you told me was this. And here's the line. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I have to cut this. Um, you paused at a perfect part, so you yeah. can literally just... I want to get the line right. Once you get it right, pause, and we'll shoot right back in. <laughs> I can't believe I almost... Costly is the knowledge 
that comes by experience. So you think about that line, costly is the knowledge that comes by experience. I've said that to hmm. multiple students over the years. I've been in my office that made a you know, poor decision and it had ramifications academically, socially, residentially, yeah. you know, whatever. And it's like, it's not going to, it's not the end of your life, but mm -hmm. you're going to have to feel the sting of this. You're going to have to experience the consequences of mm -hmm. this poor decision. So that's a costly mistake that, but that you're going to gain knowledge from this experience. Mm -hmm. So it's such a bad thing to say, but it is so mm -hmm. true Yeah. when you think about it. So she mentioned that to me and I thought, you know what, I'm going to remember that line. And that situation, I mean, it's just a, it's a great story. We don't have time to talk about it. But the way that unfolded over the next five to seven years of my life was an amazing journey for my wife and I um, to learn about managing money, making good decisions, hmm. uh, working with the right kind of people. You know, all those things that you don't think of in the moment. You're just like, I'm just going to jump into this. Yeah. The right thing to do. And it turns out to not be the right thing. And it's painful. So those five to seven years now are 25, almost 30 years ago. In the moment, they were brutal. Right. But mm -hmm. now it's like, man, that was a really sweet chapter in my life. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Tim Talks. We are so happy to have you along with us as we navigate post-grad life together. We have a few quick updates from the alumni office that you're not going to want to miss. The alumni office is gearing up for a big month for Lopes baseball, starting with the hometown mashup GCU versus ASU in Tempe on March 21st. We will also be traveling down to Tucson, Arizona to watch our Lopes baseball team take on the University of Arizona on March 28th, and you won't want to miss that. For more details, check out our website, alumni.gcu.edu, or follow us on Instagram at GCU alum. See you there.